Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. The DK Project is a radio show, but without the radio. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! Welcome back to The DK Project. Coming to you with a special guest today, Lisa Foyles, actor, voice actor, Singer, dancer, holy resume, Batman. <laughs> I'm, I also play a mean foosball, so I didn't, I didn't incorporate that in the bio. It didn't seem professional, but well, let me, I mean, watch let out me for me when I'm a goalie. Let me add it to your Wikipedia here. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, there's a comedian. Uh, it's escaping my name, but that's her thing is foosball. Really? Oh, yeah, like she does, like almost she does like a podcast and they play foosball while they're they're what? rapping. Yeah, it'll come to me. You know, I, I hit a roadblock today. I was out doing something and I knew this name and it just kept, I couldn't, you know, it's right there. I couldn't reach it, couldn't reach it. And, and then I think I made it up. I think it's a Rockefeller. I think I'm going Rockefeller. And so I was in this neighborhood and the one neighbor had told me one time, hey, there's a heir to the Rockefellers who lives there, I think. And now oh. I was at the house across the street and she goes, I don't know. You mean Carrie? I'm like, well, I think you'd know if it was a rock. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, side boat. Um, but that's good to know because a foosball, I'm, I'm more of a ping pong or badmintoner myself, but to each their own, to each their own. Yeah, yeah. One no, of us ping pong's could, good too, but one of us could like be in the Olympics. Condensed, you know? yeah. One of us right. could be in the Olympics. One of us can't. Right? Well, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Jeez. I'm about Olympic foosball. What's going yeah, on with you that? Know. Well, give it four years. It'll be there. They're going to, everything's yeah. going to be an Olympic sport. Podcasting <laughs> will be an Olympic sport before you know it. Speaking of which, uh, I've got a 15 year old and now we got a badminton net. He's convinced he's going to the Olympics and I just don't have the, I just don't have the heart to tell him maybe it's, maybe it's not going to happen. <laughs> One day. Someday. So what's happening? Badminton is such good exercise though. I love badminton. Back, back when I used, so I grew up in um, Spokane, Washington. Like I was born in Portland and grew up in Spokane. And uh, so I'm from the Pacific Northwest. And so I was used to always having like a really big backyard and just mm -hmm. grass everywhere. And I always loved every summer when we set up the badminton nets yeah. because I could just like run and sprint. And now, uh, now I live in Vegas where my backyard is a lot smaller yeah. and <laughs> keeping grass is nearly impossible. Well, so really uh, our, our grass dies like once a year and then we try to revive it in the fall yeah. and then during the summer we're just like, ah, it's going to die. Um, but How yeah. long have you been in Vegas? About seven years. And are you working there or is it just where you wanted to live are you do you have a show? yeah so i was um i was living and working in los angeles obviously because i'm an actor and that's where everything is or so i thought um but i was finding that while i was living there even before all the COVID stuff um everything seemed to kind of be going on tape like auditions were like send in a self-tape you don't we don't necessarily want you to come in in person and read like just send us mm -hmm. an audition tape and send it in and that was happening so much. And uh, my husband is had lived in Vegas before and he really liked it out here. And um, we knew there was like, you know, a, a smaller entertainment industry out here, but a lot of live productions. And I mean, it's the entertainment capital of the world. So you can't just count it out when it comes to yeah, the right. entertainment world. Uh, so we decided that we were sick of living in a tiny little, you know, $1,500 a month studio apartment in LA that was just barely one room and mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to buy like a big house and have a yard and so we moved out to Vegas and yeah so I work out here I work on a lot of 
local projects. I'm always doing like commercials and like modeling and, um, you know, there's some TV shows and movies that come through here, but mostly when I book stuff, it's in LA and I just drive back and forth. So, uh, I kind of have it all, you know, that's great. And I can have the house and the family and the dog and everything. (laughs) And then, you know, can't really have a golden retriever in the studio apartment. Yeah, that's right. uh, in true. Burbank, but here she loves it. This this sounds oh. like a Hallmark movie that's coming together. <laughs> I love it. I that's love awesome. I uh, uh, so I was going through your bio and um, I saw some UFC stuff on here. Yes. What uh, what can you tell me? This is a show this about so- UFC. Well, I don't do it anymore. I did do it. Um, so I hosted a show that was called the UFC Minute, and. Gosh, how long did that run? I want to say like four years or something like Very that. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I shot and produced it and hosted it. Oh wow! On my own. Wow. But uh, but it was but it was through the UFC. So the UFC hired me, and they would write um, daily scripts about like you know who's dropped out of this fight, who's who is who's the newest person that you, the UFC has signed. You know, we've just announced this title fight or this card coming up and then i would get you know injuries was a big one like who just broke their leg like we got to tell the world right now so they would send me a script uh in the morning and then i would have about one hour to film it and turn it around produce it add the b-roll turn it into a nice little package and then send it off to them and then they would publish it on uh, on the website and on youtube and uh that was uh a lot of fun especially because i knew nothing about the ufc before i did it mm-hmm. like i was they just wanted somebody local well, that's, here in yeah. vegas and who could do all of that and i'm like i can try to do that but i so i started out not really knowing much about the sport to then knowing everything <laughs> about the sport so i'm not as up to date on all of it now since i haven't done it for um, a couple of years, but man, when I was doing it, I knew like every fighter, I knew every fight coming up. I knew the inside, like the personalities of all of them. So that was really, that was really fun to have my opinion changed, you know, mm-hmm. because when I first saw it, I was like, the UFC is grotesque, <laughs> monstrous. Yeah. These guys are just mean mm-hmm. to each other and punch each other in the face. Like this is barbaric. Like who would watch this? And then I became a huge fan of the sport and I really? still love it. And oh, I love watching yeah, it. Yeah. It's great. It's so much oh, it's fun great. to watch. It's a great little it party. Is. Everyone everyone always wants to go hang out and watch USC that I know. It's no. always like a little party to come and join to see. So it's nice. Yes. Yeah. It is. No. Yeah. Why are you shaking your head? What you why you what happened it? to you? What's wrong with oh, you? They have, <laughs> they have that on at a restaurant, man. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't turn it off. I, I, why? I it's so much, it. it's so much fun to watch. You know what? I did a <laughs> it uh, is. I did a, a long series with uh, with a YouTube channel for the UFC, and oh. I wanted to get your take on these names. I mean, who are we kidding? Yeah. This I, I can't tell you how many retakes I had to do for Normega Medoff or whatever. Normega Medoff? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they'd send it to me, and I'm like. Joanna and Jacek, all of these. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to learn all the pronunciations. In fact, they had somebody on staff who anytime like a new fighter was signed, they made them read their name into a recorder so that like John Anik and Joe Rogan and all of us, like we knew how to pronounce their names. Oh, that's so, yeah. 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 So we heard yeah. it right from the fighter themselves. My, uh, I, actually, they did send me some of those from time to time on how that would work. But I, I still, I just, oh my gosh. It's like if there's a Johnson or an Anderson, you aren't getting in the UFC. <laughs> it just isn't going to happen. 
So I, 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 John thought, Jones is an easy one. We always love when we talk about John Jones. We're like, okay, that I'll one. Do the Jones fight. So have you met Joe Rogan? That's the real question. I have not met Joe Rogan. He exclusively did and does the pay-per-view events, the live events. Um, I never worked the live events. I only did all the pre stuff. So I would interview fighters beforehand. Uh, I, I mostly just delivered the news, you know, in quick oh, little man. one minute spoonfuls mm-hmm. every single day um so when it when it came to the actual event they usually just gave me tickets and i could just go and enjoy myself wow. and not have to worry about the uh you that's know awesome. working the, that's a the good event gig. Part of it. did you yeah it was, great, it was great, great. or you just it. had the right address yeah it was no it was an awesome gig and i always said that i would have done it for the rest of my life but uh they did a whole like redo of the website and like a rebrand of everything and just the way the internet was shifting, like the, the one minute video format, which was working really well, just didn't really make sense in their new, oh. their new format, which is good because I ended up getting really busy with other stuff. So it was kind of like the perfect time to yeah. part ways. And then knowing that like a year later, COVID would have hit anyway, and the show would have for sure gotten canceled. So like yeah. it yeah. worked out, it worked out really well. Wow. <laughs> that's so cool. I, uh, so, so you, you've done a whole list of stuff, including Malcolm in the middle. And, uh, uh, are you, um, what, what shows and what stuff are you on right now? So I just, so here's a really cool thing also that I need to talk about. Um, so I was on all that for four years, mm-hmm. uh, this Nickelodeon shows like Saturday night live for kids. If you don't know about it, then like what rock have you been living under? Because it was on for 10 years. <laughs> it was a great show. It was, oh, it was on great. for 10 I years. I love that and then, one. And then they, okay. Well. You've clearly been, is that, that's like a rock texture behind you. I see that you're like in a cave, you're like in a bat cave. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, so the show was on for 10 years and then they just rebooted it and brought it back for another two years. I don't know what the status is of it now, you know, with going through COVID, we don't know the status of a lot of shows, Um, but they have a whole new cast of kids and they brought me back recently to, uh, to guest star on three episodes, which was really, really cool. It was a great feeling to, uh, be invited back to the show that was like my home. You know, I was yeah. on the show for four years. So, I mean, that's like going to college. You wow. go to college mm-hmm. for four years, you know? Um, so I had a great time actually being a cast member on the show and then to be invited back so many years later as like veteran guest star, you know, mm-hmm. the new cast was like looking up to me the way <laughs> I had looked up to Keenan and Kel and Amanda Bynes and all of that. So it was just a really cool changing of the guard type of experience. You, you gotta love that when you get a call back. I, you know, like from, from something that you've worked on for a long time, that kind of gives you that assurance that, Hey, I, I was good at what I did. And then they want me back to, to fill this role. That's kind of cool. That's, that's, uh, that's always a, an honor to, uh, to get that call. And I think, I think what, what you're explaining makes me feel old, older. <laughs> That's why Kristen can relate. I loved all that. I loved Keenan and Kel growing up. I loved all that. It was a great show. So, I, mean, I don't even know what that, that is. Keenan and I was like, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll keep you up to, I'll, I'll maybe inform I you what it is later on. under a rock. <laughs> No, I, so Kristen, I agree with you. I was the biggest fan of the show, even before I became an actor. That's like a a cool story for me is like, I have these, I don't even know where they are, but somewhere there are little cassette tapes, recordings Mm -hmm. of me and my best friend on, in her bedroom, doing impressions of all of the old, all that characters, like Lori Beth in the library Mm -hmm. and repairman, like we would do our own impressions (laughs) of it. And that was way before I ever moved to LA and became an actor. So then when I got the call, 
to actually audition for the show that I was so obsessed with. Yeah. It was, a, and then to book it, I mean, yeah, total it's like dream, a dream come. Yeah. It was a total dream come true. Total and then again, to be invited back to the new cast. Mm. Um, it's just, I got to experience like so much cool stuff with just one show. And um, uh, recently I did another Nickelodeon show called Danger Force, which is a okay. spinoff of a show called Henry Danger. Um, I got to play a villain in the season finale that just aired a couple weeks ago. Um, so that was pretty fun. So yeah, you know, it's it's tricky these days for actors uh, in this. Yeah, There just COVID needs to be road. a signal. We like, I don't even want to say like in this COVID, the new normal. It just needs to be, we just need to be like in the, you know. Yeah. Um, so we kind of just take what we can get and yep. every self-tape that comes along, you know, a chance to audition and send an audition tape. It's, I mean, it's very few and far between. So we just try to do our best in this landscape. I know. I feel like it's COVID's never going to go away either. It's just, it keeps on coming more and more and more. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Ah. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to a convention tomorrow with probably a thousand people. I'm like, you mean you're going to leave your cave, <laughs> but your cave is safe. right? Once I You've push the rock off there? my back. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got to go out and hang with my peeps and try and, uh, Meet some new peeps. That's the uh, that's the whole goal. But I nice. uh, I also wanted to hear about uh, the Xbox. You're not doing you're not doing the Xbox thing anymore. But you were you were uh, I don't even know how to say that. But I love the idea of being involved with the with the Xbox stuff. You were the lead yes, voice. So I, how do you say yes. that? Local cycle. Local cycle was the name. Loco cycle, like crazy motorcycle, local. like crazy local cycle. <laughs> um, so. I was in the gaming industry for many years because I had kind of taken a break from living in LA. I had moved back to Portland where I was born and a lot of my friends up there were really into gaming and I kind of just fell into that world and started doing like video game reviews and making video games. I mean, making videos about video games and going to these conventions like E3 and PAX and all these really fun, uh, you know, Comic-Con type of uh, events. And so I was really submerged in that world. Like that was everything to me. It was video games, very big. And then just being in that world, I got, uh, I was contacted by this great production company, a uh, gaming production company called uh, Twisted Pixel. And they had a small game called Splosion Man. And they had a sequel called Miss Splosion Man. And they wanted to see if I could do the narration for it. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And then after I worked with them on that game, they uh, they they brought me on to be the lead voice in Loco Cycle, which was oh, it was so it was so much fun. I'd never done a voiceover like that for a video game. So just to have, you know, video games are are interesting, right? Because you have a lot of choices. You know, it's like if you push this button, you get this option. Right. The character's going to mm-hmm. say this. You push B, and they're going to say something totally different. So uh, a lot of you know, some branching dialogue options. You know, you record it this way, you record it this way. It was, it was a lot of fun. I How would definitely love take? to do it again. Like, like, like I'm a voiceover um, guy and I just haven't done any games yet. I'm more of an animation guy. Uh, yeah. So they flew me to Austin. Wow. I want to say maybe for like a week. And uh, I had worked with the VO studio down there before. So I knew everybody already. It was a very comfortable environment. I didn't have to like take a lot of time to get warmed up to it. Um, Man, I just want just a couple days. Okay. Man, yeah. Okay, it's, it's, it's on my list. So much fun. I haven't done it yet, yeah. but I'm I'm 
I'm close, real close. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of uh, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you uh, what what do you, what do you have currently out there besides uh, Danger Force? Um, you got some some other hot ones that are in the hopper, or or did the COVID like like now we're all caught up? Like now we got to film some stuff and get it into production because everybody was off for a little while. Yeah, we're not caught up. It's still dragging. <laughs> like it's still is it really? There are still a lot of actors that are not working and really trying to get jobs. Like it's oh, wow. a bit of a crisis for a lot of us out there. Stay. Are you finding um, the same thing that I do with voiceover? Like there's five thousand people that audition for what used to be, you know, a thousand. Now there's like, yeah, well, everybody's home not working. I might as well throw an audition. Yeah. It's funny. Um, voiceover has always been very tricky. Um, I remember even when I was younger, um, I was with, you know, a great voiceover agency in LA and, um, I went out for a lot of cartoons, but you know, it was tricky cause I was like under 18. And so they mm -hmm. would like to book people over 18 who could sound under 18. So oh. the, the whole working laws and yep. everything. So I struggled trying to get jobs when I was super, super young. And then, uh, you know, as I, kept kind of dipping my toe like voiceover <clears throat> i love voiceover it's not my all-time favorite because i like on-camera work um but i do i do adore adore voiceover but it was very clear that it's a very small community like the same people work over and over and over and that so is it true. is very hard to break into that and so now even more so like you're saying you know it's still you already have a tight community and now you have 10 times more people trying to jump into exactly. it into that tiny pool because that's all we can do is record things from home. Um, but thankfully, uh, out, like I said, out in Vegas, it's a much smaller market. And I know a lot of great people out here, uh, who work for production. And so I've gotten a lot of great VO jobs out here. In fact, I am the official voice of MGM Resorts International. It's a great gig, but at the same time, I'm kind of, uh, I kind of ruin everybody's party right now because you walk into any MGM oh, resort you're the COVID right announcer. now, any of them on the strip, which is like yeah. half of them on the strip. And my voice comes on every 10 minutes and tells people to put a mask on and social distance <laughs> and like print about a state law. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I list off like all these things that you have to do. And I end it with thank you and have a wonderful day. <laughs> so now, so now when you're at the, the supermarket, they're like, Oh, you're that lady. Go. Yeah, yeah, girl. I've heard this voice before. Yeah. <laughs> just can't In fact, it. It's so funny. The guy, uh, this great guy, audio engineer named James uh, Von Bolt, he works, in town and he's uh, he works at this great audio studio called monster sound and picture and he's the one that actually recorded all of my vo for that i had to do separate ones for like all the different hotels and every time a new mandate came along i had to then record another one and another one and Hell another yeah, so i was going job. into the video booth constantly in 2020 oh, wow. um but now he got a side gig working at one of the casinos so now he hears my voice every 10 minutes <laughs> and he'll always send me a recording and be like i would not have recorded you if i would have known i would have had to listen to you every 10 minutes <laughs> that's and that just brings awesome. me joy that's a that's a that's a big get is uh mgm i mean that do you, you must do other stuff for him not just the pesky mask lady are you Yes. So I recorded all of the uh, welcome messages for the garages, like the welcome, welcome, welcome to, to Luxor, garage. please pull forward. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, as you're exiting and a couple little things here and there, like whenever they need something oh, that's read awesome. professionally, buy a nice 
like friendly sounding female yeah. <laughs> and they give me a call. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's a great gig. Um, but that's not like as exciting. I'm sure you're looking for like exciting projects. People don't really care about parking lot greetings. Hey, um, in my under the rock world, that's exciting. I, I like know, I know. You're just like, God, tell yeah. me more. That's, right in my, that's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> but what? for the viewers who care more about fun things, uh, mm-hmm. I just did a couple of months ago, but it's still worth talking about because it was awesome. One of my favorite projects ever debuted on YouTube uh, called Stuff of Legends. Yes, and this is I for all of the D&D players out there. Uh, Joe from Joshua Ovenshire from mm-hmm. Smosh Games, formerly mm-hmm. Smosh Games. He put together this amazing production with Wizards of the Coast. Um, and uh, they... Not Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, the whole D- Dungeons and Dragons company like sponsored mm-hmm. it, and uh, basically he brought me and three other people to a big round table in an actual castle. We went to the Hollywood oh, wow. Castle. Nice. And uh, you know, set dress with smoke and all sorts of dramatic things, and we played uh, a round of D and D over six episodes, not really knowing what we were doing. So a lot of mm-hmm. comedy ensues nice uh but the fun twist on it is that after we recorded it he then had um a professional puppet making company turn all of our characters into actual puppets like puppets that's amazing yes so then they would take all of the action sequences and like us talking to each other and and use act it out with the puppets like on a green screen with props so every once in a while it'll cut from us to our puppets, you know, going on the adventure. They'll take quotes from me and like the puppet will say it. Wow. <laughs> like it was, it turned out so, so well. It's called Stuff of Legends. So okay. um, what is, what is if there, you like six... know about D&D or if you're yeah. interested in yeah. D&D, like go check it out. It's awesome. Are, that sounds are, amazing. That sounds dope. Are you in? It is. That sounds dope. I say dope all the time. Why? Thank really? you. God, I'm hater. so old. I'm He's old such old. a hater. You know what? Maybe in your cave, rock. You know what? Domain. The slang doesn't like come to yep. you, but like dope is back in style. Rad is back in style. Yep. So it's true. All, all I always yeah. say facts all the time too. Facts what? is like I'll say dope or facts. Facts. I said word the other day. Like word. Ooh, ooh, I like I'm that. Back, I'm trying to bring back whack. I miss whack. Hey, like what I is say whack. what is facts? Like we used to send faxes. There's a fax. Oh, fax. Shut up. I was like, what? What are you trying saying? to do? He's trying. You're He's trying. trying facts. Yeah. Like true story. Like true story. Like facts. Like these are actual facts. F-A-C-T-S. Oh, facts. Okay. Yeah, not okay. facts. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, getting into that you were getting into my era then. Facts. I get it. So, okay. Fact. Okay. Okay. But so are you a Dungeons and Dragons player or do you just. Not on the regular but I have played several times just with friends for fun, like little one-offs. Um, I guessed, I make guest appearances on, uh, on D and D games on the internet. Sometimes there's a great tabletop RPG called blackbirds that recently had me, um, wow. come on to kind of play test the game with other YouTubers. And so I'm not, I'm definitely not a professional. I don't know all the ins and outs. I hate math. So you do all my adding. If this is this, if I rolled this number and I have to add this many to it, you do it. You do, you do it. And then I'll just see. Cause when I was young (laughs) is when Dungeons and Dragons came out, that's gotta be, that's, you know, 
forever yeah. ago. And I'm like, back Ugh. when our parents all told us it was like satanic mm-hmm. and yep. <laughs> evil. Yeah. Yeah. I they, wish well, I could go back in time and talk to my parents because it's not, it's just <laughs> having fun and acting. Yeah. It's like, it's just acting and playing make believe. Yep. Yep. See, I never right. got into it far enough to even know that. I just remember the kids that did it. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, those <laughs> are different people. Yeah, it's been around forever. It just doesn't go away, which is awesome yeah, for you. I got to say, we've interviewed a lot of people on the show, but you've got kind of a interesting collaboration of things you've done. Like these... These are you don't even think about it like the, the you know yeah. like the parking You're lot. You're so lady. versatile. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, that's it's exactly range. <laughs> She's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, please. <laughs> Here's how you can get a hold of me. <laughs> hey everyone, wanted to talk to you a little bit about insurance. Insurance is one of the things everybody has, although not many know what to look for, and just look at price. Well, if you want to buy insurance from a cartoon lizard, remember that in the event of an accident. Or you can have Wiser Insurance on your side. With over 26 years of experience, Wiser Insurance Agency can assess your risk and make recommendations that are the best thing for you. Because they have 22 companies to choose from. Working with an independent agent is key. Because needs change, and so do rates and coverages. So ask yourself, do I want a local friendly guy in my corner? Or do I want 1-800-LIZARD on my side? It's pretty obvious, guys. Go with the local with all the options. Wiser Insurance Agency. If you're with one of the big gorillas, what we call captive agents, you don't get options. They offer you what's best, whether it fits you or not. That's all they have. Where Wiser can look at different companies and find out where the best fit for you is. And maybe that changes. Then they can change it. Because they have 22 companies to offer, one of them being Auto Owners Insurance. So give the boys a call at 952-472-3660 or look them up on the web at wiser-ins.com. Hey, everybody. Guess who's hiring? The Hair Studio in Chaska. If you know a professional stylist who's ready to make a move and lives in that Chaska Southwest Metro area, be sure to give the Hair Studio in Chaska a call, 952-368-0900. They do it all from cut, color, perm, primp, whatever your needs are. Now that the pandemic's over, they're busy. They need to add some more stylists, so give them a call or stop in at the Mill Building, 500 North Pine Street in Chaska, Minnesota, 952-368-0900. The career of your dreams could be waiting just down the road. Be sure to check it out. Great location, great people, great clientele. Tell them you heard about it on the project. What What is uh, What is Bound to Work? Bound to work. That is a, I, I had a very, very small role in that. It's um, it's a new film by my friends uh, at deep red productions in Cork, Ireland. Ooh, they have oh. a, um, I don't know if you've been to Ireland. Oh, you yeah. been there? No, yeah. I have a best so friend from Cork, Galloway. Yeah. From, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Cork is like South. I believe Cork's the second biggest city in, mm. uh, in Ireland. And uh, I, I met these guys through a music video that I had done and they, they've been just, you know, plowing ahead through all the COVID stuff. They're like, we're not going to let it stop us. We're going to still produce movies and produce, produce short films and uh, in a, with a really tight turnaround. So they, they wrote this kind of, it's a comedy that takes place in Cork. So it's very, um, you know, it's very Irish comedy. So I don't know mm-hmm. if a lot of it's going to transfer to like an American audience, but it's, it's, you know, super funny if you get the lingo and you get the Irish humor. So can you do, and, the, can uh, you they do just, the language? 
I, can I speak Irish Gaelic? Yeah. No, I cannot. <laughs> I That's cannot. why your part got smaller, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just did. I just did a voiceover for them. They have a, a scene where uh, one of the guys is um, hoping to win the lottery, and he just he he gets. So, you know, it's, 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 yeah. uh, the trials and tribulation of this guy just trying to get like a couple thousand bucks, I think for, you know, a ridiculous reason and just how he gets it and then loses it, gets it, loses it back to the whole mm-hmm. movie. And at one point it's a very dramatic scene with like the lottery ticket. And, uh, I'm the lottery announcer that you hear mm-hmm. on the TV, but I mm-hmm. improved almost the entire thing. So I just went so wacky and crazy with it. Like they gave me this, the lines and they're like, feel free to like, do what you want with it. It's like, oh, well. don't, say that. <laughs> don't say that. You might eat your words. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So I read it. I read it straight the way they wanted it. And then I read it straight again with a little more character. And then yeah. I gave them the wackiest, most like drunk, crazy lottery late announcer. Oh, oh, oh my God. You know, just like crazy. <laughs> and they loved it. And so I think that's the take they're going to use. So I'm excited. I have, I don't know the, um, where they're at in it. I know they're in, post but i don't I, know uh, when it's gonna be the same i've done okay. a lot of auditions for the lottery and I've never, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never tried the drunk angle and i've never gotten a part so i'm gonna step it up i'm gonna step up yeah, I just turned into this character that was like, what if she's like recently divorced and she's like a, a little tipsy and like whoever wins the lottery, she's going to like try to flirt with them and like, come on over, sweetie. Like, mm-hmm. congratulations. Come find me a yacht. Yay. You know? <laughs> I just like, I just went really far into that character knowing that thinking that they were going to be like, okay, very funny, but like, mm-hmm. don't ever do that again. But I like that, so. Get it Never. under control. What about, um, National championship titles for tap dancing. Yes. This is like a, a fun, it's become a fun fact about yeah. me. Yeah. I don't Look have my that. floor uh, mic'd up. You can hear it. just kind of looks like you're like hoedown. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, this has kind of become like a, a fun fact because I don't really have the opportunity to do it anymore. Uh, but I was a national champion tap dancer. I danced competitively for over 20 years. That was just wow. like my thing, like tap dancing, just some about mm-hmm. it just clicked. And it was just a natural talent that I had. And I went all over the United States and Canada and won over like 200 first place, first place trophies. And like three of those like crowns, you wow. know, wow. a couple of trophies are like, five that's amazing. All. And so yeah, it, but it's sad. I don't really get to do it anymore. Like tap isn't really in style, I guess. Is it, so, is it, is it like, like, when a, am I going to tap? Is it like a bike where if you had to right now, you could lay it down? Like, yes. Yeah, so it's funny you say that. So I did it for so many years and then, you know, acting took off and voiceover and just everything. And just never, and it just wasn't practical to like do tap anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recently, but Vegas is kind of a different story. There's a couple amazing tap dancers here in Vegas oh. and they show up every once in a while we have these variety shows. One of them is called like Rose rabbit lie. I don't know if that one's around anymore, but there's a couple, uh, absinthe. I'm sure you heard of absinthe. Some of these shows where it's like, it's, it's one production, but it's also a variety show where they have like a girl doing silks and like another girl in like the hula hoops and like, uh, like a roller skating couple and like, acrobats and all sorts of stuff and um every once in a while in these variety shows uh there'll be a tap dancer and i'm oh. just like on the edge of my seat like no everybody else is like oh that's so nice and i'm just like i could do that i could do that i could do that um but you're talking so about I, like traditional not like 
the Irish thing or whatever it is, right? Like, like no, not Irish step, just regular, uh, yeah. regular tap, like Savion Glover back, back. It was back yeah. when Savion was, um, popular like bring in the noise bring in the funk like mm-hmm. that in that era that's when i was doing tap it was really popular and everybody loved it it's not so much anymore um but uh, yeah so recently i saw oh like last year like i saw one of these variety shows and the tap dancer and i was like you know what i miss it so much so i yeah. just did a, a couple drop-in tap classes around the corner uh at uh, the rock dance studio oh. here in vegas which is like the best um dance studio in nevada and yeah. um it really was like riding a bike like it just I right picked there. it right back up. Exercise, I was really right? proud of myself. Yeah, you great know, I, exercise. I was great in, cardio. Uh, actually, ironically, here's a callback. I was in Ireland at a uh, at a thing in this huge castle, and part of the entertainment was they brought in like Irish dancers. Tap. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like holy crap! That's yeah. a different level exercise right there. I don't. Yeah. I don't oh yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't understand how it can be done. But my daughter did tap as like what you did. Um, not at that level. It doesn't sound like, but. What, a, what an interesting deal. It's not common at all, but no, it, uh, it, with the world, do you have like a little shrine somewhere with all that stuff? Like no, little- my mom has like all my trophies in a warehouse in Idaho somewhere where she, lives. I feel like all <laughs> like of our I, moms have our trophies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like what am I going to do with 200 <laughs> trophies? It's like, just yeah, for the, the record, marble off the bottom yeah. doesn't have any. <laughs> we don't, uh, <clears throat> She well, I, I'd like to say she didn't keep them, but there just weren't any. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think I think that uh, you uh, yourself should personally uh, one person show in Vegas hammering out the tap because uh, you sing and play guitar, right? Why don't you just do your own I show? Do. Yeah, uh, come on. This is dorky. I don't know. Why would I be like, okay, for my next number, I'm going to perform Singing in the Rain by Dean Kelly. <laughs> How was learning the guitar? Because I have a guitar. I'm, well, I haven't practiced like recently, but it's very, it's very hard. And I know Darren is trying, he has a guitar and he's learning or he's trying to learn I'm how to do it. It's very hard. Like you it's have to hard. have, like, I don't think I have like long enough, like fingers to, to do you anything. Do. A lot of people think that, but I know you do. So uh, I have kind of an obsessive personality. You okay. know that's about me first. I'm not normal. Um, I literally <laughs> just like woke up one day and was like, I'm going to play the guitar. And then I yeah. did it. So uh, I know that well. that's not normal. Um, no, that's amazing, <laughs> actually. Uh, so I, my husband had just always had a guitar. I had, I had fussed around on bass guitar years, years ago. Like I, mm-hmm. I liked bass guitar. I have great rhythm because of dancing, because of tap. Um, but guitar just always scared me i'm like there's so many strings like this seems really hard mm-hmm. um but uh i was just absolutely determined and yeah. uh i followed justin guitar so okay. i don't know if you follow like an online but i tried out a lot of different okay, that sound. yes you must do justin guitar he's by far the best there are a lot of guitar teachers online a lot of tutorials like youtube videos his website and the way that he teaches and how gentle he is and how like he teaches you what, just what you need to know. Like he doesn't get too much into the theory right at the beginning. He's just like, do this. And here's how you practice. Like, it's just, I love the way he teaches. And I just followed everything he said to a T okay. for months. And, uh, honestly, the courting isn't the hardest. It's the pain. Like when you first yeah. learn it's your, I mean, my fingers burned all day, even when yeah. I wasn't playing, you just felt them like throbbing. <laughs> right. If you, <laughs> Well, you're but really selling you can, this to us. 
No, but what I'm saying is that I'm warning you. I'm warning you that that's a short period of time. That's a short little hill. It's a steep hill, but it's short. So if you can get over a little pain. Soup. Okay. Yes. Work through it. If it hurts, do it more. Like not okay. to you bleed, like <laughs> not like don't be Jack white or whatever, but like, yeah, if it hurts, do it more because one day you will wake up and you will have no more pain and okay. it makes it so easy and so fun. Once okay, the pain good. stops, it's the most fun world ever. I love the guitar as an instrument. I really feel like it kind of hugs you back. Yeah. That's weird to say. No, I get but, what you're saying. Yeah, you're like, it's, it do. becomes like an extension of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if you like to sing, I mean, you're then yeah. you're accompanying yourself. Yep. You know, I wrote a couple songs pretty early on just because I started to understand the chord progressions. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I love it. I recommend it to anybody. I don't think anybody's ever too old to learn the guitar. Like yeah. not even you. Well, that was cave. a throw at me. <laughs> Uh, and I'm back. <laughs> I I lost my hair early. This isn't age. Hey, uh, I'm just tell me this. I want to I want to jump off on a different subject here. That's kind of uh, interesting to me. Yeah. You were homeschooled. Yeah. So is that your yes. whole school, or like did you do your high school in high school, or were you homeschooled the whole way? No, I, well, I was actress? on all that for like my entire high school. Okay, so, so you couldn't go to okay. high school. It wasn't yeah, like so I always, yeah, I choice. always say that my cast members are like, Your it's classmates. like when we, whenever I see them, it's like a high school reunion because they were like, yeah, okay, um, okay. Well, no, so I, I was on, I was homeschooled off and on my entire education. So I would go to traditional school for like fourth grade and then I'd be homeschooled for like fifth and sixth and then go back for like half of seventh and back. So I kind of went back and back, back and forth, but I very much preferred homeschooling again. Cause yeah. I'm crazy. So you have to have, <laughs> I'm not crazy. Somehow just born with self-motivation. This mm-hmm. is, I know this is not normal because, uh, and maybe homeschooling kind of helped nurture that because my mom would make a deal with me. She'd be like, look, here's the deal. Um, I know you don't want to, learn and do school because you want to go play but if you can get all of your schoolwork done by noon every day you can have the rest of the day to do whatever you want so i'm like oh, oh okay <laughs> so i'd wake up early every day just nose to the grindstone just get all of my stuff done and then have the rest of the day to do whatever i want and that has stayed with me my whole life like i never need anyone to motivate me every single day i'm thinking about what i can do to further my career it's just that's become fun for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't wake up thinking like, Oh, what like show can I watch today? Like what can yeah. I do a puzzle? Can I, work? can I go shopping? I literally think like, what can I do today to like uh, get yeah. further in my career? Like who can I email? What can I write? Can I write something like, Oh, I'm going to go practice guitar. Everything I do. I want it to further yeah. me and my career in some way. That's so cool. Yeah. I know it's weird, but that's just the, that's no, it's not weird. I really it's... do attribute that to homeschool. That's awesome. I, I think uh, I was going another angle on the homeschool, but it sounds like you, weird. you, you had it for good <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Not one of those. Tell me about um, tell me about singing the anthem at the baseball games. I, 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 I've got a thing coming up where I got to be on stage and I got to talk. And oh, I mean, I can work a bar like it's my backyard, but <laughs> an audience of, uh, you know, a thousand people. Hmm. I don't know if this changes, but you're, you're talking 20, what, 50, 30,000 people and you're, you're singing. Yeah. I don't do it anymore. 
Uh-oh. If that tells you anything. <laughs> Is that because they're not calling or because you had a little breakdown? No, because I did it three times and that was enough. It's yeah. hard. It's really hard because um, people don't realize this delay, the delay yeah. with the speakers in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Like you sing a word and then you hear yourself sing it two seconds later. It's oh, impossible. Wow. It's so hard. hard. Yeah, and hard. I was pretty young when I was doing it. So I would always pick the organ player if I had a choice. So like, okay. especially like at Angels Stadium, they would say, do you want to sing it acapella or do you want to use the organ player? And I would always pick the organ player because then okay. you have the musical reference. But man, Dodgers was like brutal. Obviously, it's fun. It's all fun. I had mm-hmm. a great time. Thank you for having me. Yeah. That being said, um, singing with a delay is I mean, you do voiceover, like you get it. It's so, so yeah, hard. No, I totally, but I, but I do voiceover so that I can sit here in my cave and not have to be in front of people. And, right. and, and you know what I mean? And like, like yeah. I have to get used to it. I have some stuff coming up or whatever that's, you know, and, and part of it is like, you want to tackle that fear, blah, 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 blah. But walking into a stadium and, and, but you're a singer. So obviously you're comfortable with that. So then really it's just. But I never, nobody, nobody has ever said anything about the delay, but that makes total sense because. Yeah. Maybe they fixed it since then. I don't know. All I remember is that at Dodger stadium specifically, I don't think it was as bad at angels stadium, but at Dodgers specifically, and I did a sparks game like LA sparks too. And that was, I think that was fine. But I just remember at the time, like it makes you sing slower because you're like trying to catch up to yourself. Mm -hmm. I didn't do a bad job. Like I did fine, but it still messed with my head and there's no way to prepare. You know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to go practice for singing at Dodger stadium by going and singing at a stadium. You can't really do that. You practice in your house and then you Mm -hmm. go to the stadium. (laughs) So I I will not do it anymore, but it was fun when I did. That's very, I never, I've never, you know, I, but I've never talked to anybody who's done it at that level, obviously, because it's, uh, it's only a select few of you out there who uh, who have knocked that one down. I I I couldn't imagine. I I wouldn't even be able to do it. So what do you got coming up? What uh, what can we plug for you? What uh, what's the latest greatest happening in your world? <laughs> I'm actually doing a lot of writing at the moment. Uh, I have TV? some projects in the works that I cannot talk okay. about because well, then uh, it doesn't work for they're this still segment. in the they're still <laughs> yeah. in like the script. Uh, stage. Um, But I would say the biggest thing is my book that um, I wrote um, a middle grade novel. So kids, it's a kids fiction fantasy novel ages. Perfect age would be like between eight and 15, I think. But obviously adults who love dragons and fantasy characters and wizards and magic and all sorts of stuff like that, which is stuff I love, um, can also enjoy it. It's called Ash Ridley and the Phoenix. Uh, It was uh, a long time in the making and uh, I had a lot of bad luck with its debut because it debuted in April of 2020. And so all of my appearances (laughs) got canceled and all of my (sighs) book tour stuff. And I was going to go talk to kids and there was this whole thing planned and it all got canceled because of COVID. And that was a dream of mine since I was little to have this novel be released, go on the book tour, do the whole thing. So um, it still had a great release. I mean, it's still like it sold out on a lot of websites day one. And, um, but it's, it's on Amazon. It's on a lot of local bookstore websites, like indie bookstores, obviously, you know, support your local bookstores. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Ash Ridley and the Phoenix, it's a lot like the first Harry Potter book. 
And, uh, you know, with the holidays coming up, it's a great Christmas present for any young reader in your life. So please, please pick yes. up a copy. It's only like 10 or 15 bucks, depending oh, on, it's not, you know, yeah. you <laughs> it's amazing. Good for you. Lisa's, got, awesome. Lisa's got kids. She's mm. got to put through college. So get out there and buy the book. Yep. <laughs> give, me, uh, give us the right. name again. Mm. Say the- Ash Ridley and the Phoenix. Ash I like the name. The Phoenix. The yeah. Good name. Wow. It is a great yeah, name. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. So is there going to be like a follow-up? Is there another book? Um, I would love to write a sequel. The only problem is that I wrote the first one before I had two small children. Mm-hmm. And now I can barely write an email without Yeah, kids. There is that. <laughs> so like, before you I don't know. know it, I have to like take a vacation and like go go back to Ireland for a month. I'm like, I'm writing my sequel. Like, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. Make your own toast. <laughs> They, that that's uh you know it's funny because it's difficult uh but like i'm taking one to college tomorrow and i'm taking one to college on monday so it goes fast so put the book on hold but i was thinking why why don't and and i i I don't know how the whole process works but since it was like a 2020 launch with the covid card why wouldn't you just do a relaunch or like a hey now we're gonna do it not that it's that much better right now yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I could. But yeah, like you said, it's not really better right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, a big thing that I wanted to do is go to s- schools, was visit schools and visit kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is the type of genre that inspired me to become an actor, which kind of launched my entire career. It was reading these books about like kids and dragons and going on these magical adventures and, you know, finding their potential and being a misfit and a fish out of water, like all of these these fantasy novels um, are what inspired, like sparked my creativity and made me want to do theater and do acting. And so I, I, I kind of wanted to pay it forward and like, you know, talk about this book to kids who were just like me and encourage them to read it and wow, go to great. do theater and get out there. And, you know, so that was like my big goal. And I just don't think visiting schools is a reality right now. No, yeah. so. no I, I, I don't even know about kids going to school. Yeah. Yeah. But my fans have been absolutely incredible buying the book, spreading the word, uh, writing me reviews. Oh my gosh. I'm just so thankful. They've sent me videos of them, like unboxing it. I mean, like I cry (laughs) every single time I get a message from anybody who, you know, they'll screen cap their review and send it to me on Twitter. And I'm just like, so much, you know, like a lot of acting stuff you do, you record it. You wait a couple of months and then it airs on TV like once. You're like, okay, that was exciting. And then it, you know, <laughs> kind of over. And then with over. YouTube, you know, you upload it, people see it immediately and then it's kind of over. But like with the book, yeah. it was such a long time in the making. And so it's a your lot baby. of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. It's, wow. it's your baby. Yeah. That's right. awesome. It's That's your baby. Exactly right. so, yep. so where can people find you uh, on Instagram, Twitter? Where's your, where's your wow. uh, hotbed? You uh, frequent one over the other? I'm mostly on Instagram these days. That's what I like the most. It's yeah. just, yeah, you can just um, Google my name, Lisa Foils. It'll all come up. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well, Lisa Foils Official. But I don't do TikTok. I don't have time for that. Wow. <laughs> so I'm mostly just on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So I'm not a fan of TikTok. It's not a, like, I'm not into TikTok at all. I don't get it. Like, it's just not who, yeah, I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> it's, I, it was. It's, a, it's many years too late. When I was a kid, all I wanted to do was get my friends together and like do choreographed dance. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I'm like, come on, let's like do a show for the neighborhood. And they're like, yeah. 
no one would ever do <laughs> and that's like all kids are doing is just like doing these little like dance mm-hmm. with all their friends and i'm like dang it around when i was right missed your window i know how that goes i'm not a big tiktoker either hard for you to believe right we had adam wiley on last week he's a huge tiktok guy monster okay. following he does magic yeah. tricks on there nice to each their own Dude, i love to each magic. their own hey, <laughs> have you been to the magic castle i have been to the magic castle yeah look at her look at her smile i have been yeah. to it's incredible it's amazing i know yeah, I, I actually I had a great time i actually just sent adam an email before we got on and i said Next time I come out to LA, um, you're because you got to be there with a member. Yeah, and he's yeah. an he's a member. I'm gonna do it. And you have to dress up, which I love. I love that there's a dress code. Like they oh, won't let cool. you in the castle if you're like look really. That's sloppy. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna work against me. <laughs> well, just keep that in mind. Like I think I was with my husband. Like my husband looked really nice, and I think even when he went up to the door, they're like, "Can you button the top button?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like of his thing, and he's like. Like they're straight. Okay. They're straight. I might have to go to to the back of the closet for that. Nice button up (laughs) shirt. Well, Lisa, we can't thank you enough for all the time. We uh, found out a lot. I'm telling you, you have got quite the background and uh, all of it very interesting stuff. Good for you. That's amazing. I'm going to send people uh, to go look for the book and uh, hit you up on Instagram and watch for all the big happening things going on in your world. So hopefully well, this pandemic you. ends yeah. and you're going to get going. And if you do launch a show that needs an overweight, uh, semi-pro voiceover guy. Cave dweller. Yeah, yeah cave dweller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you do anything in <laughs> yeah. the cave I'll world. <laughs> well, you guys are both so sweet. Thank you so much thank for you. having me. I had a thank great you time. Yeah, thank, oh, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for your time. Take yeah. care and stay safe. You too. Thanks Thank a you. Lot. Bye now. Bye bye. That's it. That's the end. That's a wrap. Read the shtick. That's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, the DK Project Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.